0: This is the FaceTime Feelings Podcast.
1: Take a dip into the minds of Joelle and Gab and stay tuned for new episodes every week.
0: Hey guys! Welcome back to the FaceTime Feelings Podcast. If you're new
1: here, my name's Joelle. And my name's Gabby. Today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a personal and touchy subject. We do want to put a trigger warning on this episode because we will be mentioning death of a loved one, and it's just a little bit of a heavy topic.
0: Yeah, so we just wanted to address that before we started speaking about it because of how people react to talking about death and grief. Exactly. Um, so today's episode is going to be about the day that I lost
1: my father. It was on February 23rd of 2022, so it actually just hit the year anniversary of it. I just got the chills. <laughs> I'm going to try my best not to get emotional in this episode because I think I'm at a point where I have accepted it, but, you know, it's, it's a really touchy subject, so I don't really know how I'm going to react. So if I get emotional, I apologize. But let's just hop right into it. We're going to start the day of his passing. So... It was really a normal day for me. I, I even had a migraine that day. It was just a normal work day. Nothing, no inklings, no feelings, nothing. Um, I actually texted my sister. I said, are we going to go to the gym today? And she didn't answer right away, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. And then she texted me that my dad was found unconscious. And the first thing, I'm like, okay, like maybe he was just like, he he was an electrician. He, he overworked himself all the time. So I was like, okay, maybe he just like, you know, he passed out. You know, it happens. Mm -hmm. So, of course I was concerned, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, no way. I really thought, okay, it's my dad, he's a big jokester, he's going to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, like, what the, what the fuck happened? Yeah. So, following that, things got a little bit, um, hectic. We were all texting in my family group chat about, you know, what's going on, what's going on, and my sister had went to the hospital, and... To get a little bit more information, because they weren't telling us anything over the phone, which is the first red flag.
0: Well, let's preface, he lived in New York, and Joel lives in Florida. Exactly, yeah. So there was that um, distance between them. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was even worse. I couldn't be there for my sister. I couldn't be there to... Support her. Support anybody. I, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't there, and I just wanted to hop on a flight and just get there. So... My sister went to the hospital to figure out what was going on, whatever. They wouldn't tell us anything over the phone. And then she was constantly texting us, keeping us updated through the group chat. And all of a sudden, the updates stopped. And I was on FaceTime with my other sister. And the gut feeling was just there because the answering stopped. And it was just, I was like, okay, don't, don't overthink this. Just take a deep breath. Just, you know, just take take it one second at a time. Mm-hmm. And then I got the text, and it said, Daddy died. And oh, okay. um, I I didn't know what to think. The first thing that I did was scream at the top of my lungs because I have a house in Florida, and the main thing that I wanted was for my dad to come see it, and he was supposed to come that summer. So the first thing I did was scream at the top of my lungs, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, because I just, everything kind of kept, came rushing in, like everything that I didn't do, everything that I didn't say, and one of the first things I did was call Gabby, and (laughs) I don't even know what I did, so you can explain that, I don't even remember.
0: I am going to preface, I had my phone on Do Not Disturb, I was in class, and then I got the text message that he was unresponsive, so obviously, like she said, I'm like, okay, like, everything's gonna be okay, like, I was trying to, like, be there for her, and then I went back to class, and I went to go take a test, and then when I got out of class, like I said, I didn't think anything of it, my phone was still on Do Not Disturb, and all of a sudden, I'm getting all these texts and phone calls, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, something happened, So then, obviously, I felt horrible my phone. I get bad PTSD from having my phone on to not disturb. But seeing her, like, she just... You looked like like you were... was not lucid. Yeah, she was not lucid. She was just screaming. She was crying. I was trying to calm her down over the phone, and it was just not... Nothing was going through to her. It was like I was talking in one ear and out the other. Like, she was just like... I would say something, and she would just say something completely different. She's just like, oh my gosh, he's gone. And, like, obviously it was so hard because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what do I, like, I was in New York, she was in Florida. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just hug her at that moment. I didn't, I didn't know, honestly, what to say to make you feel better because no matter what I said, it wasn't going to help at
1: all. I think that the most, not worst part of it, but one of the worst parts was I've never dealt with grief before. Mm Mm-hmm with someone who's very close to me, like, who's in my everyday life. So, you know, you don't, of course you think about, like, oh my god, like, I never want to lose a loved one, but you don't think about it on a daily basis to Mm. have it prepare you for that moment, because everybody who knew my dad just knows that he would have been the last one to to leave this earth. He was the most dedicated, kind, put everybody above anybody
0: and it was so sudden. It was like, so sudden. Like, it's not like he was sick and, like, this, like, you had time to accept that it was occurring. Like, this mm-hmm. was just, like, in the matter of, like, an hour or two. Yeah. He, um, I'm
1: not going to go into too much detail, but the medical term for it was an aortic dissection. Um, he wasn't feeling well the day before. He did go to the doctor. Obviously, they didn't find anything wrong at that moment, and he... Was doing some work the next day, and it was in a matter of seconds that he was gone.
0: And and at, what what was the percentage? Wasn't didn't we like Google it? It was like ninety something percent of people like don't they don't recover. Like if they
1: do catch what it was, they're not the same person. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to do what he does Love to do like exactly. And he He, loved he, he to would cook. have hated that. Yeah he he would have hated to not be able to live his life the way that he wanted to live. Mm-hmm. So following when I found out, it was it was tragic. It was one of the worst days of my life or actually the worst day of my life because there's no explanation to feel like the gut-wrenching feeling you feel when you know that you will never see somebody again, obviously until heaven, but To know that you'll never hear them laugh. You'll never see them smile. You'll never see their face again, hear their exact voice again. And it's so weird because, like, now when I I listen to videos of him or see pictures, it's almost like it's not him. I don't really know how to explain it in that way, but it just doesn't feel like that's my dad. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like he never existed. I don't know how to explain it. It sounds so wrong to say that, but it feels like he almost, like, just, like, never existed. He just kind of, like, dissipated into the air. And so following that, it was just a whole bunch of how am I going to get to New York? What am I going to do with my dogs? Like, all this stuff. It was, it was so crazy. I had a wonderful support system. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. But, so following that, I mean, let's talk about when I did make it to New York.
0: Yeah. So she finally got to New York. And when I saw her for the first time, I, I just had no... I don't even remember. I don't remember. Honestly, neither do I, to be honest. I think we just went to his house. I don't even remember, to be I, honest. I don't remember
1: what the first thing I did was when I
0: when I got... I, I really don't remember. We had to have gone to his house. Yes.
1: I, I'm pretty sure the first thing was we went to his house and... Oh, no, I know. I went to see my sister. I think you were working or something. I went to see my sister. We got breakfast. And the yes. second I walked into his house, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes I, I it lost it.
1: I lost it. Uh-huh. I was like, my dad would always sit at this one point part of the couch with his feet up, socks on, just with a certain face looking at his phone. And I looked at the couch and he was not there. And it was just, it was, and to hear my little siblings, I have three little siblings half-siblings, and to hear them say, like, Daddy's an angel or Daddy's in heaven, it was just so surreal, like, what? Like, my dad is gone? Like, I just saw you a month ago. I just talked to you a few days ago. Like, how are you gone? Where did you go? Like, just, how how am I not going to talk to you anymore? Like, how can I not pick up the phone and ask, Dad, my power went out. Like, I need your help. Like, I, I cannot do that anymore. That's one of the weirdest, it's the weirdest phenomenons. It's just... It's something, like, so indescribable. It is. And, like, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't even know how to describe what it feels like, even to this day. Which, when the whole funeral was happening, I mean, that just felt like a blur to me. I barely even remember it. I remember being there, but, like, people coming up to me, like, I I just don't remember. I just, like, feel like this, because the second I saw him, I'm like, what? There's just, there's just no way. Yeah. There's just no way. And again, I had a wonderful support system, even though the second day, a <laughs> second uh, day of the wake, I got the st- stomach virus and I could not be there and it literally ripped my heart out of my chest. I was hysterically crying the entire day because I was like, how am I not supposed to go to my dad's funeral? But I physically, like I was literally ill. I was... I threw up at least 35 times that I was just
0: about to say, like, 35 times. I went to go get Pedialyte. I'm like, I can't get sick. Like, somebody has to show their face. And, like... And, of course, it would happen to you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like, no. Only me. And, like, I didn't want people to think, like, oh, like, this girl, she's not showing up for her father. Like, no, that was... I was so distraught. I was literally so distraught because, like, I needed to be there and I wanted to be so bad and I tried to the point where... I had my friend come and give me an IV in my arm.
0: We were literally sitting in my room, and the only way to save her was to get an IV. Literally. Put in. She's a nurse, so she's... <laughs> Shout out to her. Seriously. Able to do this. That's the only way I felt better at
1: the end of the day. Yeah. Because she
0: was so dehydrated from the amount of times that she threw up. It was
1: so bad. That the
0: IV was the only thing that was going to get her through the yeah. next It was so bad. Day. Because the funeral, that's the most... It, it was...
1: It was just really just crazy. Um, I feel like now, like, I'm just in a way where I kind of just, like, don't really... I still feel like it just doesn't feel real, and I don't really... I just try to, like, avoid thinking about it to make myself not go into a deep, dark hole. But I think about it every day. I think about him every day.
0: Yeah. And for, like at a different perspective like from me like I feel like you went through all five stages of grief.
1: I would say yeah because the first one definitely
0: being denial
1: which I, I did she not was believe 100% it. In I, I, I literally I didn't want to I didn't let myself believe it for a long time yeah a long time and actually up until like recently I really did not want to let myself believe that he was actually gone. I kind of like because he lived in New York and I lived in Florida, I kind of just wanted my brain to be like, okay, he's just in New York. You're here. It's normal. But like that—that's also like such a like bad way to heal your brain because, yeah. or it's, it's not n- really
0: healing. It's no, just yeah, it's like putting suppressing. A band- yeah, it's
1: literally putting a bandaid on a bullet hole. Exactly. And then I was angry. I was angry at myself because I was like, I should have spent more time with you. I should done this with you, and like. That's so unhealthy to do to yourself because I blamed myself for so many things. So many things that I didn't say. So many things that I just really wish I could have done more or different. Like all some time wasted, you know, back in the day for people who know me. A lot of time was wasted not spending with him. And I regret that a lot. I wish that I could change it. Um, and then, of course, the depression came, which is... One of the last stages of grief is depression. I, thankfully, a week after everything happened and I got home, my two best friends came for my birthday. Um, so I wasn't alone. I wasn't, I was, I had that support system. I had distractions. I had things that were still making me happy. Yeah, especially but since yeah. your birthday
0: was yeah. not even, it's not two, even and a half, month. Yeah. two and a half weeks after. So it's like, yeah. obviously, you're going to, like... She was expecting a text from him, like, this all happened so, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, the yeah. way that it all, like, unfolded is just insane. But I have come to an acceptance stage where
1: I I accept that I will see him again one day. I know that I will, and the first thing I'm going to do is jump
0: into his arms. I feel like that's comforting, too. It it's is. like, you will see him again. Exactly.
1: Like, mm-hmm. And I know that he's in a better place. I know that he is, and he's in a much better place than we are right now, and Mm. he's definitely living the life up there. I definitely came to an acceptance where, you know, I have to accept that he is not here anymore. I can't pretend that he's just in New York, because it's so unhealthy for me. But I did that for a long time.
0: I did. Unfortunately, death is inevitable for all of us. Death in itself is just something that's just so... So having to accept that from somebody that is such a vital, like, part of your life is just, I could not even imagine. Yeah. Like,
1: it's, it's really, um, it's just not, I don't even know the words.
0: There are no words to explain it, to make you feel better. Um, what I am going to ask you is to talk about the signs that you got when, after he passed. Oh my gosh! You were there for the first one. I was there for <laughs> the first. This sign, guys, like your jaw is gonna drop, and like this is not a joke. Like that, this, this oh, really we, happened. It literally happened. We, po- oh my gosh, just start talking.
1: Okay. So it was the second day I was in New York after I found out. It was the day before the funeral. Yes, and we went to my dad's house, um, and my whole family—not my whole family, but my family was there—and I. Literally every day after he passed, I said, Dad, I need a sign from you. I need you to send me something. I need you to tell me that you are okay and you are in heaven and, and you're okay and that I, I I can be okay. So me and Gabby pull up to my dad's house. Always you have to preface that he did pay. He did pass right in mm-hmm. his own front yard. Um, so we pulled up. We parked where we always parked, but it happened to be where he passed and we get out of the car
0: and gabby no i said oh did i drop something we heard like a clink yeah a clink and you you said i was like what was that like what just fell out of the car i looked down and at first i swear it was
1: a broken keychain i swear it was just a broken keychain and i get closer and it's my dad's wedding ring on
0: (laughs) on the curb sitting on the curb under a leaf it was my dad's Wedding ring. I just got the chill because in that moment I couldn't believe it. I had absolutely no words to describe because after the ambulance took him away, like they checked the surrounding areas and nothing was there. But that
1: was the ring that he was wearing when he died. That's yeah. Oh my god, I know. I know. Um. So I pick up that ring and I run into the house. I'm like,
0: I got my sign. And she everybody was so was, like, happy because yeah, one, the one thing she could not get over, she she wanted a sign. I did. She was not feeling comfort at it. all. Yeah, I needed. I she needed did that. need it. You need it because I, I did.
1: And if you knew my dad, he would be. He literally basically threw that ring at me. He was
0: like, "Joel, shut up now. Here's your damn sign." If you literally knew him, that's exactly something that he that's would do. Exactly. to, like, like Joel, just enough. Here it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. I'm
1: fine. Um. It, I mean, that that sign was my,
0: my favorite one. That was really... It's, like, special, and it's just, like, how it all happened. Yeah. It's just insane. It was, like, it was meant to be. Yes. Like, it was meant to happen exactly how it happened. And then the second sign that I would say
1: happened to me personally when we went to Universal, and we were on that line for yeah. Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park was the ride that my dad took me on when I was little, and I was, like, our ride, me, my my sister's, and my dad's, like, favorite ride at Universal. And we were online, and all of a sudden, this, the guy who is, like, you know, stands by the lines, looks at me, Gabby, and, and our other friend, and goes, oh, you guys, you come to the front of the line, and here, you're in number one in the front row. Yeah. We're like, what? We were so <laughs> we're confused. confused. We were, we had a good amount of time left in the line, and yeah. then all of a sudden, just me, her, and our other friend just pulls us out of the line, puts us at the front row in the front, front row of the dress park with my, fa- my favorite. It's this was when
0: we went for her birthday, mm-hmm. so this was like two weeks after he passed. So yeah, and like, I was so
1: happy. I was like, "That was him. I know that that was him."
0: It was his little birthday gift for you. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then I would say ever since then, it's really just been like butterflies. It's certain butterfly. It's an orange with like black spots.
0: <gasps> it like won't leave her backyard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that, um, now the signs have kind of, you know, they've kind of, like, what is that word? They've kind of, like... Dissipated? Dissipated a little bit, and that's okay. I'm sure he's busy up there, but (laughs) I definitely, those two signs were something that just really, I knew that they were him. Like, I really did. I debate on going to mediums, but I don't really know if I believe in them, and I don't know, but... I feel like that's something that's, like...
0: Yeah.
1: You don't want to, like... Yeah. and it's just, like... Yeah. And for the last, like, topic about this... Ever since... I wouldn't say it started right after. Me and Gabby talk about this all the time. But it didn't start right after. Maybe, like, a year later. I have these really just, like, deep thoughts about death. And, like... I know that this Mm -hmm. is normal. That it happens. But I feel like... Everything that I've experienced within the last year is really taking a toll on my mental health, where I just think about death all the time. I'm yeah. like, am I just going to drop dead? Like, is there something wrong with me? Or I look at, like, people my dad's age, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, are they going to drop dead? And I know it sounds so bad, but, like, I'm being so open with you guys. Like, this is literally what goes through my head all the time. Like, I'll just look at people mid-age and be like why are so many people dropping dead? Like, are you going to drop dead? Like, it's just so scary to me. And I'm being so raw and real. Like I probably sound like so crazy, but like, that's literally what goes through
0: my head all the time. And it yeah. just scares the hell out of me. And Ins- death is one of the scariest things that I have to think about. I don't like thinking about it at all. I don't like thinking about the people I love, not being with me i don't even i really just try to not think about it but because this was so sudden it like really hits you and it's like it brings you to the point where it's like because it happened so suddenly and because you had so many things left unsaid to him like it makes you like value life so much more and tell people that you love them like you never know the last time you're going to speak to them, so mm-hmm. make each conversation like the last. Exactly. Because you don't want to regret not saying anything, and I feel like a lot of people in today's day and age, they're just like, oh, look, I don't want to say that. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just got to live your life. You get one life, and you can't go back once you're at the funeral. And yep. it's just... And it sometimes bothers me where, you know, how you were just saying how
1: you say to people, oh, like, you tell people you love them, like, don't be afraid, like, don't be embarrassed, and then they're like, oh, no, blah, 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 and then, like, when something, God forbid, does happen, and they're like, oh, I wish, I wish. Like, you can't say that. You're saying I wish, I wish, but you had so much time. You had so much time. You had so much opportunity to tell your parents you love them and and watch a movie with them or, or spend some time with them. I know that you'd rather be with your friends, but at the end of the day... I would do anything to be able to watch a movie with my dad. Just watch a movie or have a phone call. My dad used to call me at 9 p.m. every night and talk to me for hours. And you know what? I'll be honest. I used to be like, oh, my gosh, Dad, like, how long are we going to talk for? And now I would literally give anything to have a six-hour freaking phone call with my dad. Like, yeah. it's it's so quick and life is so short and your parents are your number one supporters in most cases and you only have so much time with them you only have so much time with your grandparents your parents your friends your everybody you you just don't know about life anymore and like gabby said you have to just live life to the fullest in that way where you're always expressing love and always showing that you you care and love everybody in your life
0: and obviously there's always going to be something left unsaid yeah. But at the end of the day, if you know that you said and you tried, like, that's the only thing that matters. Is yeah. that As long as you try to make an effort and make your relationships valuable in your life, like, that's literally the only thing that you could do. Because, like we said, at the end of the day, death is an inevitable. And as long as you are comfortable with the way you leave somebody. And, like, that's one thing. Like, I cannot go to sleep arguing with somebody because if I knew that something bad happened to anybody like oh my you, gosh yeah you just have mm-hmm. to and I I am the most affectionate person ever because it's just you never you, you just really don't know you really never know and again like Joelle said with today's day and age all these people are just dropping dead and you really just have to value the relationships in your life like you really like do. no other
1: you do there's one more thing that I wanted to say about it and I don't remember what it was now it just left my brain I literally <laughs> just had it in my
0: head is of course there? this happens to us a lot so <laughs> it really happened to me in the it. second episode I just had it had it. it was in the tippity topity tippity of my tongue <laughs> what was it? um but I guess my little pro tip for you guys is to just oh oh, oh! <laughs> let me just finish my <laughs> Playful, is to just Literally. value all the relationships in your life and just tell everybody you love them. You never know when it's going to be the last time.
1: Exactly. And the last time I talked to my dad, he said so many things to me. And if obviously I wasn't going to think about why he was saying them. I just kind of just heard what he was saying, listened to what he was saying. But now, yeah, now listening to everything that he said, he wanted the best for me and my sisters. He wanted... Us to do this and and always love each other and love the people in your life and like sometimes it's too late. Like he literally said all this to me the last phone call we had and just insane because you also don't know what he was feeling. Like I I know it's like almost like you don't know if somebody subconsciously knows you don't know we don't know what happens before death we don't know what happens yeah like
0: he could have had had an inkling that something wasn't right and it's just that is the scariest
1: he. He said so much to me on that phone call that I hold so close and dear to my heart. Now I, I hear it every day. He he said a lot, and I know that it was supposed to be. He said so much that I actually am I'm taking it and I'm living life with it because he said a lot to me that I'll never forget and I'll always hold it close to my heart. So, oh,
0: goodness.
1: <sighs> but yeah, that was a ter- terrible day. But we're gonna keep living life because that's what he'd want me to do. He would not want me to sit sit and sulk. He literally punched me in the face. I would say he would have
0: been like, "Joel, get up yeah. and do what you love," because yeah, you need to. She, he's gonna be like, "Oh, you're crying over me." <laughs> if you knew, he was such like a jokester. He was so fun to be around. You go to his house and he always he was made life. He really was. He was the giver and like. We had gone to his house at the end of January, so, like, a month before he passed, and to think, like, that was the last time that we saw him. I know. It's, like, in that moment, it's, like, we did not at all think that that was the last, like, we had such a fun night, too. Mm -hmm. We were drinking, playing games, laughing, he was joking, we cooked, oh, it was just...
1: He was just always a giving person, person and He, he really just... He was the best guy ever. He He really was. He always put everybody, everybody above himself. Always. But I just, I don't know. I think it'll always weigh on my mind, but it's just something that now I have to just accept. Unfortunately. But but. that's a wrap for today, guys. We hope that you enjoy this episode but also maybe relate to it in a way
0: and also put it into perspective that you you really never know the last time you're gonna see somebody so just make all your experiences and situations with people make them count let's
1: talk to you guys next time
0: love Love you Bye.
1: bye